In the name of Jesus, Amen. On Ash Wednesday, you began a journey. A journey filled with repentance and contrition. It was a journey filled with foreboding and sorrow. Marked with the sign of the cross upon your forehead, you knew just like Jesus did that the journey would bring you to today, Good Friday. Your Lord's walk to Calvary, step by agonizing step. It's not easy to look at. In fact, it's a brutal sight to behold. Good Friday? Can we really call it that? This Lenten journey to Good Friday began a long, long time ago, brothers and sisters in Christ. Before Jesus became flesh. Even before the words of our Old Testament reading for this evening. You might recall that in His promise to Adam and Eve after their sin in paradise, God promised a Savior. A Savior who would remove mankind from under the lordship of Satan and return them into full fellowship with God. But it wouldn't be easy. Full fellowship with God would not come easy. In the days of Moses and the wilderness wanderings of the people of Israel, God gave Moses instructions for the construction of the tabernacle, the movable, portable church in all the things that would fill it. And there He promised and made His throne room where He would be with His people, where He would dwell on earth, where He would truly be present. But the holy presence of God has difficulties. It proves challenging. The unholy people of Israel could not dwell in the presence of the Holy One. The unclean could not be present amid the righteous one. Sinful man cannot come face to face with God and live. And you might say, yeah, that's all well and good. But, well, to add a bit of reality to that statement, consider that fire once came from the most holy place and consumed the sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, when they offered unauthorized fire. And they died because of it. But God established a way for the holy to dwell among the unholy, the righteous among the unrighteous. And the Lord established the Day of Atonement, one day each day year. And on the Day of Atonement, there were two goats. The high priest went into the most holy place, took the blood of one of the goats, behind the curtain, placed it on the mercy seat to atone for the sins of the people. Thus, the people were cleansed of their sin 
and they could dwell among a holy God without fear of that. The other goat was the sin bearer. A little bit different story for that goat. God instructed Moses to have the high priest place his hands on the head of the second goat, the live goat, and transfer the sins of the people to it. Then the high priest was to have the goat, would send the goat out, out into the wilderness to Satan, the father of sin. And the sins of the people were carried away by this sin bearer. Two goats. One, which was the sacrifice to wash away the sins of the people with its blood. And the other, which bore the sins of the people, all the sins of the people and cast outside. What we see is a substitute. God provided a substitute so that His people would not have to suffer the eternal consequences of sin. In your journey, in your Lenten journey to today, Good Friday, you have heard and you have seen that Jesus is the fulfillment of the Day of Atonement. He is both the sacrifice and the sin bearer. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, your sin and my sin, because He took all of that sin upon Himself. We heard from Isaiah, and this portion is part of what's called the Suffering Servant Songs, right? And the Suffering Servant of Isaiah is very much a sin-bearer. The prophet Isaiah writes this, Surely he has borne our sins and carried our sorrows. He who knew sin actually became sin for you. In his baptism, Jesus took up all your sins and carried them into the wilderness to do battle with Satan and did battle and came out victorious. But that's only part of his sin-bearing journey. As your sin bearer, Christ also had to, had to live each and every day perfectly faithful. Perfectly faithful to the Father. And on Good Friday, your Lord carried both His perfect righteousness and all of your sins to Calvary. That's important. When we look upon the cross today, we see the true substitute, right? God in the flesh, fully human. We heard from the author of the Hebrews, made in every way as we are, yet without sinning. On Good Friday, we see the righteous one who hangs naked as he bears your shame and sentence for all to see. You see your sin carried, taken by the sin-bearer, Jesus. But we also see the sacrifice in our stead. 
Again, as Isaiah foretold, Jesus is stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. His holy, precious blood and innocent suffering and death are given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Good Friday, on the surface, doesn't appear all that good when we look at it from just a human point of view, right? Jesus is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised. Think about that. And we esteemed him not. But there's purpose behind it, isn't there? He was pierced for your transgressions. He was crushed for your iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought you peace. And with His wounds or by His stripes, you are healed. It is your sin. That has brought the precious Lamb of God to the cross. It is my sin. For where else would the sin bearer and sacrifice go? Where else would he go but to die on our behalf? Where can we go? Certainly not to ourselves. Certainly not to our own strength. All we like sheep have gone astray. Isaiah writes, we have turned everyone to his own way. Own it. To his own way. Not the Lord's way. To his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, that is Christ, the iniquity of us all. Perhaps the old hymn, O Jesus, what law hast thou broken, really encapsulates everything for us and it's very easily digestible, right? As we look upon the cross, these questions come from that stanza three. Whence come these sorrows? Whence this mortal anguish? It is my sins for which thou, Lord, Thou, Lord, you must languish. Yea, all the wrath, all the woe, Thou dost inherit. This I do merit. Verse 4 continues. What punishment? What punishment so strange is suffered yonder? The shepherd dies for sheep who love to wander. The master pays the debts his servant owe him. Who would not know him? This is where we are today. Good Friday. The journey to Good Friday. The journey once defined by the day, uh, by, by the day of atonement. And the two goats. The journey that is now your journey. Brings us to Christ. 
Jesus is the fulfillment of the day of atonement. Jesus is the atonement. He's the only reason those two goats were accepted as substitutes. Your Lenten journey has brought you to your Savior, to Jesus, just as God promised it would, all the way back in the Garden of Eden. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we share the same struggle. We spend a lifetime, a lifetime, accumulating guilt, accumulating shame, accumulating sentence for sin. And today, in the course of human history, Jesus atoned for it all. Jesus paid the price for it all. Today, Jesus bought you back. He redeemed you. That's what that means. Today, Jesus bears your sin. Today, Jesus shed His blood. And today, Jesus declared one word. One. Tetelestai. One word that hangs over the din of Calvary. When our Lord and Savior hung His head in death, an amazing thing happened. You probably remember. The sky went dark. The earth shook. The rocks split. Right? Dead are raised. But the barrier to the most holy place, the curtain, is torn in two from top to bottom. The most holy place is laid bare. It's opened up for all to see. It's revealed because Jesus the sin bearer and the sacrifice took His very own blood to the mercy seat. And through the most holy place poured it out. The great and last high priest who has gone into that place, not with the blood of a goat, but His own precious blood. And this blood brings atonement to the whole world. Yes, your Lord paid the price. He paved the way. He removed the obstacles because He gave you something very, very much needed. His righteousness. The Lamb without blemish or spot cleanses you from every spot and stain and gives you what is His. That journey that began, boy, it seems like a long time ago. The weather's about the same, right? Sorry. But what began so long ago has brought you here. To what your good Lord Jesus that doesn't quite do it justice, does it? Your perfect Lord Jesus did for you. Christ, the death of death, our foe. Christ, who kills your old Adam and makes you alive in Him. Christ, given for you. Christ, your highest good. There it is. And so it is that this day is truly good. It is good. 
Good Friday is not observed as a funeral for Christ. That's the notes in the chief service for today. It is a day of repentance, contrition, sorrow over sin. It's a day of restrained joy and praise for the Lamb of God, our sin bearer and our sacrifice. It is what God has done. It is astounding. Again, hear the hymn, O dearest Jesus, what law hast thou broken? Here's what it says. The sinless Son of God must die in sadness. The sinful child of man may now live in gladness. Man forfeited his life and is acquitted. God is committed. Amen. Now in the peace which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.